Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. While lifestyle, diet, and genetics play a role in our well-being, a major cause of the obesity epidemic and rise in chronic diseases may be from a constant exposure to toxins, hidden poisons in our air, food, water, cookware, and even in the containers our food is sold can wreak havoc on the health of our gut or hormones and immune system. Dr. Pizzorno, author of The Toxin Solution, joins us to share how we can avoid hidden poisons, feel better, and look better. Stay tuned. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is one of the world's leading authorities on science-based natural integrative medicine. He founded and served 22 years as president of Vassar University, the country's first and largest fully accredited university of natural medicine. He's authored and co-authored over a dozen best-selling books, including the Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine and the Textbook of Natural Medicine. He's a founder and board member of the Institute for Functional Medicine and founder and editor-in-chief of Integrative Medicine, a clinician's journal. He's a sought-after lecturer and the go-to for many leading health experts when they need expertise on science-based natural medicine advice. His latest book is called The Toxin Solution. Welcome to the show, Dr. Joseph Pizzorno. Well, thank you for the very kind introduction. Oh, so great having you on the show. I've been looking forward to this. As uh, my regular listeners know, I truly resonate with your message. You know, while so many health experts tell us you are what you eat, this popular saying really goes beyond food. First, share with us, what are a couple of the most common hidden toxins people are maybe not aware of? Well, great question, and I think a very important one. And I don't know if you're aware that um, you are what you eat was actually coined by a naturopathic doctor a century ago. So yes. it's a concept that I, I couldn't agree with more. So I've been studying this area of nutrition uh, for a long time and environmental medicine as well. And starting about 10 years ago, I started seeing quite a remarkable trend. And that is I've seen more and more people being sick who were apparently eating healthfully. By, by eating healthfully, I'm saying they weren't eating junk food, but they're just eating regular food of commerce, but they're eating their fruits and vegetables like they're supposed to. I started looking at the research and realizing that because of our modern farming techniques, our foods are not only depleted in nutrients, but now they're very commonly contaminated with environmental toxins. And it, it depends upon the food and where it's grown, but those toxins range from things like cadmium. So, for example, if a person's eating a lot of conventionally grown soybean products, they're often contaminated with cadmium because the high phosphate fertilizers that are used to grow the, the soybeans have cadmium in them. So it shows up in the soybean. Then we're looking at things like, oh, um, how about wheat that we recommend to people on a regular basis? Well, if you look at the wheat, it's decreasing nutrients and it's being uh, damaged with these environmental toxins. So I start looking at all these toxins that are in our food and trying to see, is there any correlation between the amount of toxins people are getting from their food and other sources and disease? And the disease I looked at was diabetes. Because you may recall, you know, you've been involved with medicine for a long time, like I have now. Mm -hmm. But when I was in naturopathic medical school half a century ago, diabetes affected a little bit over one half of 1% of the population. And now we're projecting that one-third of people in the United States are going to have diabetes in their lifetime. What happened? Why is there so much diabetes? So people didn't say, well, because people eat more sugar. Well, we actually have not increased our sugar consumption over the last about eight years. So it's not sugar. The next thing people say is obesity. 
And it is true, obese people have way more diabetes than normal weight people. But if you look at obese people in the bottom 10% of body load of environmental toxins, they have no increased risk of diabetes. Let me say that again. Obese people, everybody knows they get diabetes, but if they don't have toxins, they don't get the diabetes. So wow. what is it about these toxins? So I started looking at the toxins. And it turns out certain kinds of toxins, like phthalates, for example, they bind to the insulin receptor sites on cells so the cells can't respond to insulin properly. So our poor pancreas has to overproduce insulin in order to get the cells to get the message to let sugar in. Well, you do this to the poor pancreas for 20 or 30 years, it burns out, and now you've got diabetes. So we, when we start looking at where's the diabetes coming from, it's coming from phthalates. Where do phthalates come from? Well, they come from things like cosmetics. There's a lot of cosmetics that have phthalates in them. They also come from plastic. So if you're in there taking a hot shower and the hot water hits the shower curtain, you smell the plastic. Well, the smelling of the plastic is that those plastics entering your body, those phthalates going into your body. The next big toxin, which was a huge surprise to me, was arsenic. Now, most people think, well, arsenic, you don't get arsenic toxicity unless somebody tries to poison you. It turns out that 10% of the public water supplies in the United States have arsenic levels known to induce disease in humans. Wow. Not only that, but up until very recently, arsenic was legal to put in to uh, chicken feed to help uh, make chickens fatter and uh, help also help them treat the parasites they have. And in addition, uh, it's often contaminated in rice. So the average person in the United States is consuming way more arsenic than is healthy for them. Anyway, I could keep talking about this. But there's, it, the whole, I, I believe the whole, whole diabetes epidemic is due primarily to environmental toxins. Yeah, and one thing I want to bring up, because you mentioned you know phthalates and makeup and cosmetics, uh, a lot of females are saying, huh? You mean I could be getting diabetes from my makeup? Explain that. Is that really something that, that they need to really shop for different type of, uh, of cosmetics? Absolutely. So it's interesting. You know, researchers are often way ahead of clinicians, but the researchers are now calling these environmental toxins diabetogens and obesogens mm -hmm. because they induce obesity and diabetes in animals, and they've now been shown to produce the same effects in humans. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. And there's been a major increase in autoimmune disease, which many experts have linked to a dysfunctional gut. Do you feel there's a correlation with an unhealthy gut and these exposures to toxins? Oh, absolutely. So a number of things happen. Uh, first off, these toxins themselves alter the bacterial balance in our body, and they seem to favor bacteria, which are unhealthy for humans. But there's another connection here with the autoimmune, which I think is absolutely fascinating. So do you know... Uh, Doctors of Bojani and uh, uh, and Baptiste uh, Karazian, have you interviewed them? No, I've not had them on the show. No. Oh, I would I recommend them. So, Baptiste uh, is a chiropractor, and Risto Bojani is a PhD, a laboratory guy. So, they've been looking at research um, and looking at this whole question about toxicity and autoimmune uh -huh. disease. Now, you like me probably have the same um, <laughs> concern, and that is, why would our smart bodies become allergic to themselves. It, it just doesn't make sense. The right. body is incredibly smart. Why does it become allergic to, our, to ourselves? So it turns out they've been looking at the laboratory, and they've, and they've published papers on this now, and it shows that when a person's in, exposed to environmental toxins, those environmental toxins bind to the enzymes and proteins in the body, change them from self to non-self, because when you put a metal or chemical on a, a protein or enzyme, it becomes a different molecule. So that's what the body's reacting to. It's reacting to these other molecules. So a clear approach is if you've got some kind of autoimmune disease, 
decrease your toxic exposure. <clears throat> I had, had a great example of this. Uh, so as, as you mentioned, I lecture regularly, literally all over the world, on how environmental toxins are becoming the primary cause of disease. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, I lectured to the uh, Minneapolis Holistic Medical Association, one of the oldest uh, holistic medical associations in the country. I lectured them on how toxins are causing autoimmune disease and such. So there was an MD in the audience, and she, her way I said, and she decided to follow the protocol in my book, The Toxin Solution. So I get lectured there again last month. She came up to me and said, so I heard your lecture two years ago. It made a lot of sense to me. I decided to follow it. She said, I've been suffering from systemic lupus erythematosus for many, many years. I haven't trouble controlling it. I went on detox, and now I'm 95% cured. Wow. So it's like once you get the toxins out, then the body stops reacting to these abnormal t- uh, tissues because right. you don't have the abnormal tissues anymore. Right. So a lot of men and women are having hormonal imbalances today than ever in history. And something you share in your book was uh, really interesting about the endocrine disrupting chemicals. And it's not just a natural part of the aging and people blame aging. And one thing you mentioned that I think that our male audience needs to hear, especially those that use cologne, deodorant and body wash, these things are actually decreasing their testosterone levels and making them less manly. Talk to us about endocrine disrupting chemicals. I think a lot of men just said, huh? (laughs) Right. Well, hugely significant because you know you can have all the testosterone in the world that you want, but if your testosterone receptor sites can't uh, hear get be re- interacted with the testosterone, it's not going to have much effect. So remember, I mentioned right. phthalates blocking insulin receptor sites; they also block testosterone receptor sites. So the higher the phthalates in a man, the less testosterone they have. And not only that, so I just finished uh, creating a pretty comprehensive lecture on infertility. And I was looking at environmental toxins and infertility. And as you know, we have an infertility epidemic going on as well. And it turns out men are particularly susceptible to environmental toxins and resulting in not only decreased testosterone response, but they make less less of the critical elements necessary for for fertility, like semen, like sperm, and things like this. If you look at the sperm count of men and look at the amount of bisphenol A, in their testes. Now, I don't know about you, but the idea of someone sticking needles in my testes is not so pleasant. <laughs> no. Anyway, so, Especially so when we don't like to right? talk like this. We don't want to talk with a high point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please don't, right? <laughs> but anyway, they're looking at bisphenol A. I mean, everybody hears about bisphenol A. It turns out that as bisphenol A levels in the testes go up, first off, it goes from normal, uh, normal uh, sperm to now lower sperm count to then abnormal sperm, to no sperm at all. Wow. So guys, if you want to be manly and if you want to have children, you've got to avoid these environmental toxins because they're just wrecking us in, in every way possible. Yeah. I know on the cover of your book, you've got a picture of a squash plastic um, water <laughs> bottle. Tell us about that. I know, you know, with plastic, it's, it's an issue, right? You get Not just from plastic, but from containers and beverages and straws. What should we do to guard from that? Because plastic's everywhere. Yes, and it's a great concern. So there's tons of research now on bisphenol A causing quite a bit of disease. So, of course, they're now marketing bisphenol A-free products. The problem is they're substituting bisphenol S, bisphenol F, and bisphenol Z. They're actually worse than bisphenol A. So if you're looking at a plastic product, you want to make sure it has no bisphenols, not just that it has no bisphenol A. So myself, um, actually, we've been to our own home, is we've thrown out all plastic um, containers in our home. We only have glass or stainless steel. 
because other than that, there's and there's also some others like some ceramics, things like this. But by far your safest bet is all your containers should be glass or stainless steel, uh, no plastics whatsoever. Wow. So that's the biggie, just to go for the glass, stay away from the plastic. Because, uh, And what about these, you know, it's summertime, people get these uh, plastic bottles and leave them in their car so it heats up. That's Explain how that's much worse. Yes. Yeah, so what's happening, of course, is you've got the plastic. In order to keep the plastic soft, there's chemicals in there, and those chemicals will leach into whatever they're in contact with. Now, if they're in contact with something that's oily, they leach in much faster than something that's like water. But nonetheless, you know, try yourself. Put up. Put a, um, one of these plastic bottles in your car, let the car get hot, taste, taste the bottle, taste the water. You can taste the plastic. It's that bad. Oh, that's awful. I know one of the biggest sources, you know, of hidden is, is in our drinking water, not just the plastic. I got severely mm-hmm. sick, as many others in my city in Wilmington, North Carolina, did after drinking chemicals from DuPont they dumped in our river. What are some proactive steps people can take when it comes to their drinking water? Is there anything that they can do to not get this stuff in their body? So I have actually a very clear uh, recommendation. And by the way, the things I'm telling you, I do it myself, okay? So if you can afford it and if it's practical, put a carbon block filter into the water line coming into your house. Now, people okay. talk about drinking water and having toxins in it being bad for you, and that's true. But it turns out that many of the worst toxins we actually inhale in the shower. So when it's taking a hot shower, a lot of these carcinogenic um, organic molecules uh, evaporate, or I'd say volatilize, probably more uh, accurate term. They uh, volatilize and we breathe them in. So if you are going to put a carbon block filter, the most important place to put it is in the whole house. If you can't do that, at least put it in your showers. And if you can do it in your your sink and such, where you have your in your kitchen, that's worth doing as well. Yeah, now, let me go for it. Now, mm-hmm, the carbon block filter, however, will not clear out arsenic. So you have to check and see, does your water supply have arsenic in it? And if it does, you need a much more sophisticated system, which is called reverse osmosis or distillation. And that's really hard to do for a whole house system. So I much prefer um, just doing the carbon block filter unless you've got to get rid of the arsenic. Yeah, that's a good point. That's my recommendation is exactly when people ask me because, again, I was poisoned by water, so it's a big topic that's uh, close to my heart. Let me ask you a question. Uh, you right. list soy on your list of foods to avoid, and several of the most recent guests I've had on the show are saying how great soy is. We've had it all wrong, and I kind of agree with you. Set the record straight on us about soy. <laughs> okay, there's two ways of looking at soy. Let me just look at the toxin side. So I'm not a great promoter of soy, um, and I know that's not very popular in the integrated medicine world. So there was a study done in Seattle uh, a few years ago at Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, and they were looking at osteoporosis in women over the age of 50. And they're trying to determine what was the best predictor of osteoporosis in women. And they were doing a, a number of studies, looking at their uh, toxin status and various nutritional things, et cetera. And they were surprised to see high levels of cadmium in women with the worst osteoporosis. So then they started looking at, well, well how is this happening? It turns out the cadmium was coming from tofu that was being made from conventionally grown soybeans. And they determined that 20% of osteoporosis in women in the United States is due to cadmium in soybeans. So I'm not saying soy is bad for you, but what I am saying is if you need soy, it's got to be organically grown. Otherwise, if it's grown with synthetic, uh, as mentioned before, the high high, um, phosphate fertilizers, you've got a high risk of cadmium in that fertilizer. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting study. What about toxins in the air we breathe? I read an interesting study showing how the air in our home is 10 times more toxic than the air outside. Are there any proactive steps that we can take to breathe cleaner air, like maybe plants uh, indoors? Great, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, another great question. So it turns out that there is a lot of toxins in air, primarily in cities or near highways. Right. For example, there's one study that looked at um, how close people lived to major highways. And where they found that people within 50 feet of a major highway, might say 50 feet, well, drive down through any major city and look at those high-rise apartment buildings. Anyway, they had a 50% increased risk of heart attack. They then checked people further and further away, and even at 100 yards away, there's still a 17% increased risk of a heart attack uh, from living close to, to a highway. So it's clear a lot of those things being released yeah. from the highway are bad for us. Now, we're looking at the house. I strongly recommend people put a filter on their, if they have a, you know, of course, their air heating and air conditioning system, there are some special filters you can get that's going to clean up the air. And these are called MERV-16. Now, we recommend at least a MERV-8, but the MERV-16 has the advantage of not only clearing out 99.9% of the toxins, but also you only get about a 7% drop in airflow. So um, this uses a combination of a very fancy filter and also an electronic system to kind of nicely zap uh, the air toxins. So we did right. this in our house. We did it about two years ago, and we had an interesting observation, experience looking at what it's done to us. And there's two things we noticed, or actually three things we noticed in particular. Number one is way less dust in the house. It's just by filtering the house so much better, we have less dust. And that showed up not only less dust on the windowsills, but every year we also have to clean our, our, the, our refrigerator because, you know, you've got the radiator and it builds up dust. Every year, we'll have about a quarter of an inch of dust on the radiator. We have to clean out so the radiator still work properly. Right. We did this year. We had no dust on the radiator, which was just stunning. Oh, wow. We also, uh, over the last two summers, there's been forest fires in Canada, British Columbia, and we're in Seattle. So we would uh, get the smoke coming down from Canada. We could live in our house, be fine, open the door. We could smell the smoke. So it was so effective. It actually got rid of all the smoke coming from wow. Canada as well. So it was quite impressive. And we're, and we're talking about it being so bad that uh, smog alerts were, uh, were a daily occurrence in Seattle because the air was so bad. Wow. Tell the name of this filter again. So for people listening, what's, what is it called? So, so the, um, a, a number of companies manufacture, manufacture them. The key here is how they're, what the standard is for the particular um, filter. And right. they're typically rave, rated with something called MERV. And we recommend at least a MERV-8 uh, if you can do a MERV 16, that's the best. So we did a MERV 16, and we're so we're so happy we did this. The one we use is made by Linux, but they're not the only one who makes them. So I don't want to promote any particular brand. Yeah, that's great information. So we've done a great job of scaring everybody from eating their food to their plastics yeah. to the air they breathe. Now let's talk about in your book. You have a nine week detox plan that'll clear everything out. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I wrote the book because I was concerned because I heard a lot of people say, well, I'm going to go on a detox program. Well, I'm a great believer in detox, but you have to prepare your body first because since people are living in such a heavily toxic world and because so many people are deficient in nutrients and such, most of our detox systems are overloaded and not working very well. So if you're going to detox where you're releasing toxins before your body's ready to get rid of them, you aren't going to be doing yourself much good at that point. So I, I go through, first off, an eight-week program. I spend two weeks showing people, here's where the toxins are coming from, here's how you avoid them. There's no point in going to a detox program unless you stop the toxins coming in. Then we spend two weeks cleaning up the gut, because it turns out when you've got the wrong kind of bacteria in your gut, those wrong bacteria are releasing all these toxins into the body that are overloading the liver. And the liver, of course, is a primary organ of detoxification. Right. 
So in the next two weeks, I say, okay, now we got the gut functioning properly. Now let's clean up the liver, get the liver functioning properly. And something that I added, which I didn't have to do in the past, I do another two weeks to clean up the kidneys. Because unfortunately, all these chemicals and many drugs people are prescribed are damaging people's kidneys. So I then talk about how you regenerate your kidneys. And once the body's now ready for detoxification, then we go through an intense detox program. So over the next week, what I recommend to people is uh, I put them on a, uh, I show them kind of a diet, which is mild caloric restriction, but mainly is alkalinized. Most people are on a diet that's very acid-forming, and it makes it harder for the body and the kidneys to get rid of toxins. So I put people on a relatively alkalinizing-type diet, and they would do saunas. And when they would do saunas, where you sweat heavily for at least 20 minutes while mm-hmm. also uh, drinking a electrolyte solution that's also mildly alkalinizing. And that then allows these toxins to come out. So you have to you have to sweat heavily for about 20 minutes before the sweat starts getting kind of oily. That right. oily sweat is full of toxins. And it's a very effective way to get the toxins out of the body. But you first have to prepare the body before you start releasing the toxins. Yeah, I, I love that you bring this up because a lot of people say, oh, I'll just buy this detox tea and it'll clean me out. But the way the analogy I use is, you know, all these herbal clean cleansers, liver cleansers, those are like firemen at the front of the house putting the fire out. But in the back of the house, you get a pyromaniac throwing gasoline on it. And you're saying, let's get yes. rid of the pyromaniac. You can't just keep throwing water, yeah. right? Is that, that's kind of, yes, what, yeah, exactly. that, that make, makes a lot of sense. Fantastic. So in the minute we have left, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners about the toxic, toxin solution? Uh, yes. I think that people have come to accept increasing burden of disease when they get older. And I don't think that's natural. Now, it may be normal because we have a toxic environment, but my observation is when people go through the detox program, as I described, they get younger because they're getting the toxins out of the body so the body can work properly. And so, yes, I'm scaring people, saying how bad the toxins are, how much they cause disease. But I now have so many examples of people who, with, I mean, diseases, uh, uh, diabetes, um, Parkinson's disease, systemic lupus erythematosus. I mean, these are conditions considered chronic and inevitably worse. By getting the toxins out, they reverse their diseases. I had one guy with diabetes for 15 years, went through my nine-week detox program, didn't have diabetes. So all this disease is because as people get older, they build up so much toxins in the body, causing so much damage, now you've got disease. Well, stop building up toxins. Get them out and let your body get back to normal health. Yeah. And one thing I want to mention is everybody always blames, you know, uh, their their genes on why they're overweight. And I say, no, you can't blame your genes on why you can't fit in your genes. Look at your pictures of your great-grandma. She wasn't <laughs> overweight. People weren't overweight back in the early 1900s, but they are today. And as yeah. I've dove into this research, and you're like way on the forefront, you can look at blood levels, and you're seeing more PFOA levels higher in the overweight people yeah. than thin people. I mean, come on, folks. That's science. Yeah. And, you know, the obesity yeah. BPA has been shown to increase the number of fat cells we have. I mean, yeah. it's really about, I truly believe you're right on target with this toxin solution. I think this is the future. I think that we're chasing these these firemen and we're not going to the backyard and get rid of these pyromaniacs that are throwing the gasoline on the flames. So I commend you for your work and well I uh, definitely read your book and I, I love it. Hope everybody gets it. Toxin solution, great stuff, Doc. Thanks so much for being here and let's get you back on the show. I think there's so much more we can talk about. And uh, Dr. Prezernard's book, the Toxin Solution is available everywhere books are sold. Get this book. And you, to learn more, you can go to drpizzorno.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Dr. Pizzorno. And on Facebook, he's at Joe Pizzorno, 
N-D. For my daily Facebook and Twitter post, I'm at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, follow me at Dr. D. Friedman. And if you heard Dr. Pizzorno share something today that somebody you know needs to hear, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to yougoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com and peruse our podcast library. And share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media, particularly this one if you know anyone that's suffering from diabetes or obesity or all these stuff we talk about today. Let them hear this information. It's too important to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.